Let's pray. Father, thank you for meeting us here. Thank you for meeting me here. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness. It just keeps going on in my head. Your faithfulness, you're faithful, you're faithful. And if ever we lose our way or forget what happened yesterday, we can remember that you were faithful then, you'll be faithful now, and you'll continue to be faithful. Father, let the words uh, that you have for me to speak come through clearly in the words that I'm not supposed to say, let them fall to the ground. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Palm Sunday. <laughs> I love Palm Sunday. I, I don't know. I was telling Miko, I, I don't know. I can't pinpoint a particular memory when I was a kid about Palm Sunday, but I just remember, I guess I remember the general feeling of joy and anticipation. You know, Easter's just around the corner, which when you're younger, you know, you're like candy. <laughs> candy is next Sunday, family gathering. But um, yeah, just this anticipation. And as I was preparing for the message, you know, I was thinking, oh, am I going to like, Lord, do you want me to speak on like, the, you know, the triumphant entry, you know? And I just felt him lead me to sacrifice, which is more Friday's deal. But in any case, we're leading up to this. And I feel like this is just a preparation of our hearts uh, leading up to Easter. And so um, if you want a, a uh, title for the message, it's the gift of sacrifice. And obviously Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice, right? By actually dying. Uh, I like how, what it says in 1 John 2, 2. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Like that's, I feel like that's one of those verses or things that, it's like John 3.16. Like you just say it by, by memory, and you're like, yeah, yeah, he died for the sins of the world. But to really, I just want us to sit with that weight of, like, of that sacrifice that he literally gave himself for us and for everyone. It doesn't say for all the Christians. It doesn't say for all the people that wear this. <laughs> I think of Dr. Seuss, the sneeches on the beaches. Not for the people with the circles on their bellies and not with the people without. Uh, for everybody. So I was thinking about it and praying about it. And I'm like, okay, how does this relate to our everyday life? How does this relate? How do we remember and keep close the sacrifice in our life? How do we kind of keep that as a cornerstone? And I felt him lead me to three, the three places that we need to continually have the sacrifice. And I'll explain more. But the first and foremost is God. Sacrifices to God. Sacrifices for others. And sacrifices of self. So the first being the sacrifices that God wants. You know, we can probably think of several that he, he would want us to sacrifice. Um, a few that I have is our time and energy, right? Our one-on-one -on -one time, not just, you know, not a passive time. Like, oh, I'm just going to listen. Though th I'm not knocking this, okay? So hear me here. 
not just, you know, I'm going to hear a worship song while I'm doing something else. That's good and beneficial. But I'm talking about he wants that one-on-one. Look at me. Talk to me. Listen to what I have to say back to you. Time. He wants our best. He wants our gratitude. I want to take us uh, first to Mark 14. I didn't say it right. So turn with me to the gospel according to Mark, the 14th chapter. (laughs) Huh? Yeah, St. Mark. Dang it. Okay. Mark 14. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start with verse 1. Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. Uh, While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present well, I should pause there. That's some expensive stuff. I don't know the the uh, translation isn't the right word, but the, the currency of what it would be today. But this was some expensive stuff, and she poured the whole thing on his head, okay? So chapter 4. Some of those presents were saying indignantly to another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. (laughs) Why are these people judging someone else's sacrifice to the Lord? Like, that just struck me. Like, what do you care? It's not your money. It's not your perfume. Like, and I was like, that's something to take note of. Like, so many times we're looking at other people and how they're sacrificing to God with judgment or with, uh, like, we have this barometer of what is appropriate. What is the appropriate type of praise, way to praise, to give thanks, anything like that? And it just struck me, mind your own business, <laughs> right? And I, I love, here's, here's chapter six. And I, I can say that because Jesus said it, okay? He goes, leave her alone right? Said Jesus, why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, that she has, uh, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Right, her story made it into the Bible. We get to hear her story all these years later because it means something. It means something to give that which has meaning, has weight to it. It's not every time, like for this, in this example, this was something kind of monetarily, had a monetary um, value to it. It's not always going to be that, but what I'm trying to say is God wants that sacrifice of something that could have been used for something else, right? As the, the people present, I said, 
uh, it could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. That's a lot. That's a lot. A year's wages. That meant something to her. That, that hurt, maybe, right, to pour that out, even though it was she gladly did it. She willingly did it, but it was a sacrifice. I want to turn to Hebrews 18, 15, I believe. Let's see how my handwriting is a little messy there. So we're going to find out together. Eighteen, <laughs> fifteen, uh, I think. Is it, thir- oh, 13, sorry, thirteen, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Dad, thanks. <laughs> Hebrews 13, 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. The sacrifice of praise. (laughs) And I'm going to take praise and, and kind of, I may interchange praise and worship here, but it's (laughs) it's these times where you're not wanting to do anything but grumble. (laughs) And instead, you turn and you say, I'm going to praise you even though I don't want to. This is a sacrifice. I'm telling myself to be quiet, and I'm I'm choosing to praise you. That's a sacrifice. Uh, For such sacrifices, God is pleased. That pleases him. When amidst those times, that you're feeling so crummy. (laughs) And that's a hard thing to do. That really is a sacrifice. But it, it grows good fruit in us when we do that. Yeah. So that's sort of the overview of the sacrifices God wants. Which in a lot of ways, honestly, can be, they're challenging, but it can be easy to come to God because we know when we come to God as a father, we can come to him boldly. It's dealing, it's the sacrifices for others that, that, that trips me up, and I know trips you up too sometimes, okay? It's hard to sacrifice for others. And that can look like giving our time and energy, putting our needs above our own. I want to turn to Luke 4. Because all of these, Jesus did all of these. He sacrificed. He sacrificed for everybody. Okay, Luke 4, 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up on the Sabbath day. He went into the synagogue, as was his custom, and he stood up to read. This story is so funny to me. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. He's selectively reading, right? The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to 
proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So it's like he came, found his selective thing. Then he says he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. Like, deal with that. <laughs> deal with what I just read. <laughs> the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began saying to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. And I, I always pictured them like side-eyeing. They go, isn't this Joseph's son, the carpenter? Isn't this? Who is this guy, right? Jesus said to them, surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Do here in your hometown what we have heard you did in uh, Capernaum. I tell you the truth, he continued, no, pro no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zareph in the region of Sidon. And there were, min were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people of the synagogue were furious when they heard this. So this went from they were praising him, he spoke, <laughs> and they're like, wait, wait, let's, who's this again? Is this Joseph's kid? Okay, to they went, got furious, right? Verse 29, they got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him down the cliff, right? So they're all a mob. Kill him! I love this, verse 30, but he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. And I said, you know what? Sometimes when you can be speak, have you ever been speaking truth and even speaking Bible to someone you love? And it goes from like, oh yeah, uh, no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> you know, that transition. <laughs> and a lot of times, I know for me, I'm, I'm gonna try to fight back. I'm going to bite back a little bit. But in reading this and even looking in my life, and I've said this in, in the last couple of years, it's like it's, you can show, he showed more love to these people by walking away and not opening his mouth. He didn't have to say anything. He said all he needed to say earlier. And he was going to talk to them later, you know. It's, he didn't break a relationship. He walked right through them. And I thought that's so powerful. That's so powerful. How can we learn from, from this? Another thing I've been really struck by is the Bible. This is going to sound so simple. We got to read our Bible. The Bible, everything should come through the filter of the Bible, not our, not our opinions. Uh, not the Bible should go through our opinions. You get what I'm saying? It's our opinions. We can have our opinions. Have our opinions. Run them through the Bible. Run them through people. You know what he did here? What Jesus did? He, I mean, they handed it to him. He read Isaiah. He read the scriptures back to, to them. The thing is, with the Bible... Nico and I were just talking about this on our, on our little trip. It's like the cool thing about the Bible and about Jesus, it, uh, it answers itself. 
any any question that it ha- that there is, it's somewhere else or it's hidden. You know, you get what I'm saying. So that needs to be our defense with others. Does this make sense? I was just really struck by that. That was his first thing he did was read the scriptures. And that, that's not the only example. That's the only example I have right now that I can pull out to you. But I know that's, that's not, he was quoting scripture uh, when he was tempted by the devil. Everything, he didn't, he didn't go off on his mouth, oh, you're so wrong because of this and this and this. All he did was quote scripture and walk away. <laughs> he wasn't sitting there arguing, pr- trying to prove a point. I was also struck <laughs> in the church. Similar to this. We lack, we've got to get better. We lack the ability to have a disagreement in health. How many know you can read the same? I can read Luke 4, Miko can read Luke 4, and we can interpret it differently, right? Sometimes it's correct, sometimes not. That's what, you know, iron sharpens iron. Let's talk about it. Let's see how you got to this conclusion. I'll tell you how I got to this conclusion. But we need to get better about having these disagreements in health. We need to gain some discernment when we need to stop and just close our mouth and go, I love you. You know, I've said jokingly, oops, sorry, I know Miko always talks to me, I walk too far out of the frame. Um, I like to walk, okay? Uh, I said this especially in 2020, or maybe it was 2021, where there's just a lot of, like, online stuff, you know, y'all know what I mean, and (laughs) this is when I was like, you know, there's a lot of times where someone will post something, and then, you know, a lot of people will share their opinions, whatever, and I was like, you know what, I can love them more by just scrolling. (laughs) I don't need to engage or... um, prove in my head, I can just choose, I can just stop and love. I don't have to fight or bite. I don't have to, <laughs> I, I can just, as Jesus did, but he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. I can go on my way and I can say, bless you. I love you. You know, we need to learn how to, uh, it's a discernment thing. And it's a thing that you learn in community. I mean, no, this is, these are all good things, but it's like if you're not actually trying to walk this out, you're not going to get anywhere. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let's, let's turn to James 5, 16. Oh Lord, where's James? I know I it's one it's a small book, isn't it? Yeah, I was doing good until now. James 5:16 All right. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. 
this bring, this is regarding community, right? It doesn't say, therefore, confess your sins to yourself and pray for yourself so that you may be healed. You got to talk to other people. We got to be in community. And to do that, if I'm in a, especially if I'm in a sin pattern, it takes vulnerability to tell someone about that. I want to keep that over here in a corner. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Miko and I just had a big old discussion about this, about a pattern that I'm doing. And every, every other thing, I'm like, oh, well, you do this, and uh, this isn't me, and this isn't, I couldn't possibly. I'm not taking responsibility for that. But to confess <laughs> and have that vulnerability with each other like we're called to do, that's a sacrifice. That's a sacrifice. I feel like a, a sacrifice is almost like anything that is counter. <laughs> counterintuitive to what, like, <laughs> you want to do or what your flesh would want to do. Like, uh, I'm going to stay hidden. I'm going to keep my sin hidden. Uh, James five nineteen. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back. I'm going to pause there. I've never heard that. Or if I have, I've forgotten about it. If someone wanders from the truth, and someone should bring him back. How many times has someone wandered from the truth and we're like, oh, that's too bad. Oh, well, they just think that way. (laughs) I was struck by this whole notion, again, in community, and the sacrifice. It takes a sacrifice when you know someone has wandered from the truth to go after them in love and say, no, look, here's the truth. Here's the truth. You need to bring what you're what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and run it through the the filter of the Bible. Run it through. This will purify what you're feeling and sanctify what you're feeling. Verse 20, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from from death and cover over a multitude of sins. It's important. That's an important sacrifice. A sacrifice that has ongoing consequences <laughs> in the in the positive way, right? So sacrificing for for others is hard. It's that's a hard work. That's work that lasts a lifetime. Especially if you're married and you have kids, you got that's that's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. So, how do we sacrifice, what do, what do we need to sacrifice of ourselves? So, go, again, going back to that discernment, being wise with our energy, dying to ourself. We turn to uh, Mark 14, 32. We're going to follow Jesus right before he's arrested. So, in context, we've had the triumphant entry, similar to uh, the earlier verse we read, where Jesus came to the temple and everyone was like, yay! (laughs) And then he has a bunch of teachings that make people go, huh, that doesn't sound good. And then leading up to the death of, we hate you, let's kill you, right? So, this is right before uh, Mark 
14, verse 32. Okay. Uh, They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to, to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that, if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. I'm going to grab my phone real quick because I like... I liked um, the NASB. Oh, thanks. Okay, so he says, uh, oh, oh, maybe it's the same. (laughs) Is it the same? I'm thinking of something else then. Bear with me a minute. No, take this. Yeah, remove this cup from me, yet not what I will. He's he's sacrificing and... He doesn't want to do it. That's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> Later on, you know, it says he's sweating blood. He, he's willing to do it. Not my will. Not my will, but your will. That's the sacrifice of self. If he could have, if there was another way, Jesus would have been like, yeah, let's do that way. Knowing that he was the only way, but still he's pleading that it not be that way. How many know Jesus was 100% man and 100% God, right? I mean, we can learn from him in every area. But this is just so, to me, it makes me not feel alone. If even Jesus going to the cross has to sacrifice his desires. We turn to Philippians, or you can just hear me. Maybe I'm going to do this. This is just a big test to know if you know where all the books are, okay? Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. I know my mind isn't always thinking of these things. But that's what we're called to do. It's, again, when we're realizing that we are veering from (laughs) the straight and narrow, as it were. That's when we can... sacrifice and tell ourselves, no, what I'm thinking of is not honorable. It's not right. It's not pure. That's a sacrifice. That's a sacrifice. All of these things, sacrifice, the sacrifices we give unto God, to others through healthy disagreements, in communication, communicating clearly the sacrifices of ourself and of our desires, they have one purpose. It's for encounter. It's for a greater encounter with God and with others. 
just asking the Lord where I'm supposed to go next. I'm just going to end it here. Father, show us the ways in which we need to sacrifice. Show us the ways in which we're being stingy or selfish. Show us the areas in our life where we need to give and we need to give up. Father, show us the areas in our life that we need to try harder. Help us to always go for the encounter with you. For the face-to-face, I see you, I feel you. Help us to, to seek you even when we don't want to. Seek you when it hurts. Because we know that you can fill every need we have. Thank you for your sacrifice. It's through, through that that we can do anything, that we can stand here today, Father. And because of your sacrifice, Father, I pray that you would show us and empower us to sacrifice ourselves. Show us how to walk deeper with each other. Show us the way. Show us the way. In Jesus' name, amen.